Amen, amen. Praise God for today. Just checking things out. Hallelujah. We thank God for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace on today. Sharing with you the word. <clears throat> That's a very pleasure with yesterday, man. And so we thank God for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. Amen. A minute, we just double checking some things here. Working to get this ignited. Amen. How many of you know God is good and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth? On today, gonna go ahead on and ignite this. Amen. No other gods. Father, we thank you for today. Pastor Derek Fletcher. Come in to you live. With yes and amen. Today we're going to talk about no other gods. And that's in the Exodus 21 through 6. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace. We lift you up. We call upon you because your grace and your mercy endureth during this time and this dispensation and because of the finished work on the cross. We are saved. We are redeemed. We are reclaimed. We are recalled from the very grips of hell. And so God touched this word on today as we share that line upon line and precept upon precept that we issue out that which the spirit, your spirit, your Holy Spirit <coughs> has issued that the seed land and the appropriate ground and the ears it hear. So we thank you, Lord, for today and for your word. Amen. God bless you on today. I just want to share a little bit from the text. There's no other gods. We're living in a day and a time where there's all kinds of distractions. There's technology distractions. There's television distractions. All kinds of things to get you off the path or try to get you off the path that God has declared for you and over your life. We see examples in the Bible of those that chose other gods. Excuse me. 
Those other guys could be yourself, your mindset, your mentality. Uh, when we look at Saul, man, Saul stood show, head and shoulders above all other men. But his God was worrying about people. He he never never had a bridging relationship or a soul solidifying relationship with God. He was always worried about when when they sung a song about uh, David and Saul and Saul slew thousands and David slew ten thousands that bothered him. Um, but he was he was in contact with God enough to know that the anointing mantle of his leadership had left and that David had it. <clears throat> I mean, even even to the point when he was up and he was um, sacrificing and wasn't obedient. He was afraid for the people. Not only that, he when he saw the prophet, he went to the witch of Endor, glory to God, and he was seeking her to um, to to you know she had familiar spirits. And so he he had other contacts and not the contact of who God is. Conversely, we see the spirit of David. David worshiped God. David praised God. David songs psalms unto God. And so he was familiar because he didn't let other gods stand little G's in, in the place of the big God. Hallelujah. And so we're going to get into the lesson on today and share a little bit. And so let's look at it from the standpoint of our time, our gift, our talent, and our money. Uh, yeah. And, and, and what things are taking over that aspect. And so it is all God's and he wants us to give it back to him. And the reason he wants us to give it back to him, because he mandated us in Genesis to produce fruit, not only to produce fruit, but that that fruit have a seed that it may be planted and it may be planted so that it can produce that which after which is after its own kind. And then to replenish the earth, are, are we replenishing the earth with the things of the big G God of, of, of heaven and earth, the Alpha and Omega, or is it of little G? Little G is not sufficient. Little G is in fear. Little G is in no faith. Little G <coughs> means you're selling for all the things that your pure consciousness in the flesh will settle for. Well, Big G says that you're more than conquerors. Big G says that everywhere your feet shall tread and overtake the territory of the land, I will be with you. <laughs> Big G says, even though there's giants in the land, that we can well able to take the land that's flowing with milk and honey. Big G says, if there's COVID throughout the land, that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So I have not a uh, want or a need. Now you can make you a list and secure those things, but you don't have to lay up at night. You don't have to miss out if you're depending on big G. If you're on little G, 
you're in contention with everything and yourself. When you're on little G, your, your marriage is not going to work the way you need it to. You need big G because God gives us another perspective and it's a whole nother area that we've never seen before. And I say we've never seen it before because when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, you know, they only had the gullet, the knowledge of, of, uh, of the pureness and innocence. And when they ate the fruit, they acquired the knowledge of good and evil. And then the tree of life, hallelujah. And then the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so then they be, obtained knowledge. And so the whole premise is to de depend on God so that and under the umbrella of Christ Jesus, so that your inheritance, so that your generations to generations just like Abram, the Abraham, Abraham can be blessed and can be multiplied. Glory to God. And let's go ahead and, and get the get these scriptures in. And we we know that the people of Israel were in captivity. And so they were in captivity about 400 years. And those, so they secured some things from the Egyptian that they struggle with, but I, I submit to you, it was just an endorsement from the time of Abram to that time. And so we look at idols and we look at things that separate us from the love of God. There shall be nothing, should there be peril, should there be situations of, of hypocrisy, uh, situations of <coughs> opposite thinking, surely not. And so we see, uh, let's get to the word. I, I want to go back and then trace some things. <coughs> Excuse me, but let's put the word on it. And so in Exodus 20 and 1, it says, Then God spoke, spoke, spake, spake all these words. And so he spoke these words. Amen. And, and Abraham, Moses went up to Mount Sinai. And so he says, I am the Lord, your God, who has brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery over 400 years. And so there's some parallels there um, with, with the United States and, and, the, and the plight of the African-American in slavery for over 400 years. So the people had some residue from slavery. They had some residue. One of it was because they were so skilled at uh, masonry and building a statue. It was idolatry, right? So the people, man, they they made the the the, the calf with gold. In a, in a matter of time, they they had orgies and. And different things and when Moses come off the mountain he's like what in the world is going on they made a calf and if you know anything about the calf and bell worship I believe it is bell yeah and, and so they they made a God with their hands and, and and so they had been impregnated but I submit to you it was a part of their genealogy that God spoke to 
Abram about when he told him, he said, man, get out of Ur of Chaldees and come away from that family. And so this research researchers have said that Ur of Chaldees was a evil place. The mercantilism of that time was idle that were being made and being sold. Sorry about that. I, I need this because then I'll be coughing everywhere. And we come against coughing and, and against sickness and disease. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we declare it. And so anyway, he said, man, I, I, I rescued y'all from slavery. And so by the name of Jesus, we've been rescued from slavery. We've been rescued from those things that have been impregnated within our society and within the mindset. One of those impregnations is that the that the that the man of color is not faithful to his spouse, right? Because of, of slavery. Uh the, the alpha male was taken to different places to impregnate the women, right? And to the best possible outcome. And so with that the there's things there, right? So when we look at the people and we look at Abram, Ur of Chaldees, that place was an idol Mecca, right? That's where the mercantilism of, of idols were made. And, and, and when you produce an idol or a mindset, it goes contrary and against the things that God will have. And man, he said, I've set before you the things of the world and the things of heaven you choose, right? But don't choose idols. Don't choose things that your hands make. Amen. So he's saying here, he said, man, I brought y'all out of out of slavery. I release you from the heavy taskmaster. I release you from uh, codependency on man. So our trajectory and our mindset is that he has released us on the earth to be stewards of our time, our talent, and our money. And the only way that those don't become big G's is that we give them back to God. That we, by tithing, by studying the word of God, and by lending our gift and talent to him, He's able to blow on it and multiply it and free us up. And so the people were set free. Now, I venture to tell you that the idol was passed from through Abram through those generations. It just so happened that they were enslaved in Egypt. But Abraham said, and he heard the voice of God. He took that as the righteousness of God, the right place to be in. And so to turn your back on little G to big G, you got to hear what thus said the Lord. You've got to study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, the, the spirit of God is going to and fro upon the earth, looking for men looking for women, it's going to be truthful. It's going to be faithful toward him. And so your pursuit of millions, 
just time, give it to God. God will open up your mind. He'll release the floodgates of heaven at your disposal. You don't have to go and form alliances with little G's. I mean, show yourself in friendly, of course. But you must understand that the lineage and the people struggle with idolatry and so much so that, that they were held captive by the Babylonians. God allowed them to be occupied and, and, and exiled. The Babylonians, the, the Medi-Persians, the Roman, Greco-Roman. And so God, and that's why Jesus came. He came to set us free from that captivity. And so the people were at the Red Sea and they told Moses, said, man, we didn't come out here to die. Amen. Egypt was their little G and Pharaoh, man. We could have died. We could have died in slavery. We could have died with our bellies full. We could have died in Pharaoh's land, in Pharaoh's kingdom, under his authority, under the bondage. But in verse 3, it says, you shall have no other gods before me. And, and God spoke to him. He says, man, oh, spoke to Moses. He says, open up that staff. And then the Red Sea opened up and they went across dry, not muddy. And so God was offended because they didn't realize that he set them free from the boundaries of, of, of slavery, from the boundaries of the rule of men to secure and to overtake you. I speak right now to the plot of the enemy to have rulership over you, we bind it and we cast it away, whether it be through drugs, little G, whether it be through smoking, little G, whether it be through gambling, whether it be through pornography, whether it be through homosexuality, whether it be through lesbianism, those are little G's, glory to God. Whether it be uh, unfaithfulness within your marriage, man, this is the word of God. And so he set them free from the little G's of their destiny. He has made you for a specific purpose. And it's not the purpose that's within your own mind context. It's what he has said that you'll be. And it's what he has set you up to complete upon the earth. Some people fighting against it. You're fighting against big G because of little G, whether it be your mind, whether it be the consciousness of your choices, whether it be your neighbors. Amen. But but the but right there at the Red Sea, that was one of 10 things that the people chose above God, even though Moses got him across. <coughs> They were complaining. They had bread to eat. So God gave them bread from high manna. And then he gave them quail. And they still complaining. People was taking the bread and stuff and trying to hide it for the next day. And it was spoiling. God wants to be your God, big G, every day 
and every moment of your breath upon the earth and then into eternity. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And man, uh, it caused Moses a trip to the promised land because he got so upset with the people, man. He, you know, man, uh, come down from the mountain. They have an orgies and, and, and a golden calf. Then they're in the wilderness and, and he's striking the rock to produce water. And so God told him to speak to the rock and he got upset with the people and struck the rock. Water came out, but he it cost him. He wasn't able to reap the harvest of being the leader that set them free because of his anger toward the people because they didn't understand and realize that Big G had him. What about you in this season of employment, in this season? Who is your source? Who is your ultimate threat of death, the threat of unemployment? And get you some Big G. Get God solidified in your life. Get God absolutely, excuse me for a minute. He letting them know here, man, I, I rescued you from slavery and then four says you shall not make of yourself any images i want this morning as i was studying and going through one of the challenges was this phone right here man you you gotta take the phone and put it away because i'm 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 focusing on a million things i had to zoom in on the fact of big g wanted to speak to me about sequence within the lesson on today. I already had the scriptures and meditating on them, right? I can't meditate uh, on the scriptures of the word of God if I'm focusing in on technology or if I'm mad with my wife or my kids and I can't, I can't let it go or a business deal where you got all kind of cronies and different things happening. So I need to release those things. I need to lay those things aside and go into the quiet place of God and, 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 and begin to groan and utter and, and, and then be quiet and let him speak back to me. Well, if I'm serving graven images, idols, or, or likenesses or forms of manifestation, glory to God. And this is the amplified versions of whom is in heaven above Right. If I'm objectifying something and, 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 you know, that's my good luck charm or my 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 channeling mechanism or there's no such thing under the things of God. Glory to God. And so what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water right under the earth as an object to worship? David had it right. He praised and worshiped God with everything. And so when Saul, King Saul was acting up and doing crazy stuff, he spoke to the prophet. He said, there is a man that's after my own heart. And David was still a boy. But David knew who the Lord is my shepherd was. He knew the order of strength of business. He understood how to praise and worship God and, and God is spirit and you have to go before him in the beauty of holiness 
you have to sing holy songs and highest sounding songs to the Lord God Almighty. Even when Saul was after him, he was upset because Saul has raggedy people around him. And he was, David served so well as the armor bearer and protector of the king. He understood the anointing of God and how he was able to overtake Saul. Glory to God, because he had done it over and over again in his spirit uh, um, with the tiger, with the bear. And so you have to exercise uh, your faithfulness through reading of the word, through prayer, through constant repeating of iteration, not to be ritualistic, but to bond together with God. He said, there's a man after my own heart who knew about relationship. He knew about placement and order because he been into the secret places of God and as a boy and God secured him even when Saul was after him. And so don't make things and stuff your God. Don't make your stubbornness in your marriage become your God. Well, they ain't doing what I need them to do. Well, what's the plan of God? What, what's God word? What does God's word say about what you need to do? Don't make your, your marriage your, your, your little G. Make God your big G. He's the author and the finisher of your soul and of your faith. He is the scripter and writer of your life. Tap into him. No other gods. Don't make that porch. Don't make that G-Wagon. That, that million dollar house. It's all stuff. When, when he calls you home, you can't take it with you. And so don't be grudge heartedly and don't be holding, you know, I mean, I wear the cross here. It's symbolic, but this don't make me before God. Hallelujah. I don't pray to it. It's just a symbolic item. It's not substituting for nothing. It's not nothing I'm going to make a wish on. It's just a nice item that I bought, right? It's not going to stand between me and the things that God has for me. Someone might say, man, brother, you don't need that. Get rid of it. I bought it. I like it. Right? I bought it with my Stamps Club bonus cash, right? Glory to God. But anyway, you should not worship them nor serve them. Some of you in marriage, your spouse is little G want to be big G there's an order that the word of God says and so we are to surrender one to another not my half and your half total surrender but to God first he's the arranger he is the writer and I believe that God and the covenant with God is much stronger because he's before us and instituted in the area of marriage I just I just need to bring that up when Abraham came back with the spoils, and we just talked about no other gods, right? He had all the all the kings was lined up, the Valley of Sheba, the place of blood. And, and they were like, we going to get our stuff. And, and Abraham had a cut of that, right? And so Abraham stepped up and Melchizedek was there. He said he had an epiphany moment. He said, I'm not touching a ball of lint or a shoestring. 
Let's not say that Abraham has made Abraham rich. So he knew, he knew, glory to God, that he had to give that tenth because he knew the source and the power and it wasn't the king that gave him the gold. It wasn't that the prosperity of, of his house and the growth and increase in itself. And so God is calling upon you to place no other gods before him and no other graven image that we worship him in the beauty of holiness. We shall have not, and this is uh, five, okay, five. You shall not worship them nor serve them. People are serving and working hard for a house, for a car. They, they're idolizing it and, and TV has you know, Hollywood, idols, and there, etc. It says, for them, it says, the Lord your God, you shall serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. God is a jealous God. He made you, and he, he's the progenitor and the, the factor of OEM behind who you are. All of the, the manufacturer inputs and, and the book that motivates the mechanics of who you are in the natural and in the spirit. He wrote the book on you. He knows the number of hairs on your head. We don't even know that. <clears throat> and so he breathed the breath of life in Adam that is now in us right now. And he wants us to go forward and secure the land, lay aside the weight of whatever it is, uh, the rumor of what other people say, X, Y, and Z, lay it all aside. We come against cancer. We come against sickness and disease. We come against lies said about us. We come against the fear factor of the unknown. And we are to obey God. He said, I'm a jealous God. God demanding what is rightfully and uniquely mine. You are his and his handiwork. And he wants you to make a choice. It's not absolute. He wants you to make a choice right now to give up little G and get big G in you. He wants you to give up. Hallelujah, pimping. He wants you to give up pole dancing. He wants you to give up <clears throat> Hennessy. He wants you to give up that cocaine. He wants you to give up that ice. He wants you to give up that crack. Hallelujah. For the big G of who he is. He wants you to give up. Hallelujah. Multiple illicit uh, uh, love affairs. Glory to God. He wants you to give up. Hallelujah. Them big time soap operas. He wants you to give up those things and to turn to him. Turn to the one who is the maker of heaven and earth. The one who has set before you life and death, blessings and curses. And he wants you to choose life eternal, but also life upon the earth. Those vices that you render as gods that you think that you must have, lay them aside. It says... What is rightfully and uniquely mine. You are unique. There's no one else like you. And there's no one else like him. And you are uniquely suited 
for the task that he's called you to. So give up, come up, come up, come up, come away from them. That's trying to entice you back into the drug trade. Come away from them that has you wanting to fight and shoot. Glory to God. There's there's a um, people that take pride in killing other people. But there's a whole spirit that manipulates that. And that's their God. Glory to God. God gave life, not you. And he didn't give you the authority to take it away. Come out from that life. That very thing that, that caused you to go into that life. It wasn't even your fault. It, it was just a circumstance or a happenstance that occurred. And it was a gateway that the enemy used to impregnate your mind to force you into the life of assassinating others and taking life and causing, um, what is it? Causing uh, the absence of a loved one and the insecurity of fear. Come away from that. That was not God's intention for you ever. Glory to God. But it's become your little G. But God said, I've come that you might have life. And God is calling you out of the life of murder and assassination of others right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lay aside the weight of your past and the lies that the enemy has tried to influence you over. <clears throat> there's a new way that there's a right, a, a way that seems right to the man and the, and the end thereof is death. But there's a way of God that gives life on earth and life eternal. And God wants you to make that choice. And so here, right? Uh, avenging the inequity, sin, guilt of the fathers onto the children. When you don't come out and you're under little G, all that stuff get advanced to your children and to the next generation. That's why God called Abram out of Ur of Chaldees. He wanted to separate him out. He said, just go, 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 get out of there. I'll show you, I'll show you by the way what it is. And he says, and oh yeah, them that bless you, I'm gonna bless bless them. Those that curse you, I'm gonna curse them. Right? And 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 he made a, a pack oath because of Abraham's faithfulness on what God told him. He didn't question it. He just moved out. It says, of the children, glory to God. That is calling the children to account for the sins of their fathers. I don't, I don't want my children to account for any sins of me. Our glory to God. There's some things that I, I had to work through and had to deal with because of the sins of my, my, my predecessor of, of parentry, right? But I make a choice today that I live for God and that me and my seed, that's everyone that's coming after me, is aligned with Big G. And not no other gods. Little G. Glory to God. And so I set forth today. And I declare on every hearer. The pattern and the pathway. 
of Big G over your life that every sin, condition, and tradition of sin be null and mute and be turned back over your life and over your household in the name of Jesus. We release the true inheritance and the image that God has declared over your household and over your lineage right now under Big D and in the name of the Lord Jesus. And so he, what he wants is uh, that from the third generation, the fourth generation and forevermore, that the inheritance and, and the lineage be in God and no more factors of injustice, no more factors of vices, no more factors of what my father did in the world that I'm a prisoner and bound to it. And so we can rewrite the script to the original author's intention and that every oath and incantation that the enemy has declared from back generations is null and mute over your life. And we release the rhema word, the right now word of God over your life from this day forward. You will never be the same from this day forward. Glory to God. That your generation and to the fourth, to the fifth, to the sixth, to the tenth generations is aligned and allied with the heavenly host and aligned and allied under the name of Jesus Christ who is seated at the right hand of the Father. Glory to God. And then six says, but showing graciousness and steadfastness, steadfast loving kindness to thousands of generations of those who love me and keep my commandment. And so God wants <coughs> a season of choice from this generation to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation, to the generation and to the generation. He wants to bless your house. He wants your house aligned with the intention that he has declared from the very beginning to this point. And so we pray uh, 180 degree turn glory to God in the other direction from little G to big G we claim the lineage and the mindset after Christ Jesus where the word says let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus who thought it not a robbery amen being in the form hallelujah of man glory to God he came from the Son of God and allowed himself to be vulnerable at all counts uh, to become the Son of Man, to be tried and tested on every accord and every hand. So God, we thank you that there is no other God. We thank you that you have redeemed and called us back and recalled us from the hand of the evil one we thank you that by the name of Jesus, we confess him as Lord over our life. We declare 
and believe in our heart that there's only one God and there's only one way. And so we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And we glorify you right now. Amen. Thank you for tuning in on today and being a part of our broadcast live stream. And we glorify God for you on today. Thank you and be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking time and listening to the word on today. No other gods. Be blessed.